Welcome to the Athens First United Methodist Church Sermons Podcast. I'm Kayla Thomason, a member of the communications team. We hope you enjoy this weekly resource. Let us pray. Throughout the seasons of our lives, O Lord, keep us mindful of your presence in them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our scripture reading today comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. They are familiar words to some. You may have heard them before. Hear now the word of the Lord. For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time for love and a time for hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What gain have the workers from their toil? I have seen the business that God has given to everyone to be busy with. He has made everything suitable for its time. Moreover, he has put a sense of past and future into their minds, yet they cannot find out what God has done from beginning to the end. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. In this passage, we read about the shared experiences within human life. And we know that it is God who makes everything beautiful in its time. God's providential activity is expressed in these verses, and the limitation of our humanity is revealed. For some, there is freedom in not knowing all the details. There is a sense of peace in knowing that God is sovereign. And what we cannot know, we cannot change. However, others struggle with not having all the pieces to the puzzle and not knowing and not being able to change things. Fortunately for all of us, the Lord knows us inside and out and gives us the word to teach us how to grow and how to understand more God's activity in our lives and in the world around us. Verse 11 speaks to the human impossibility of knowing everything. And in the midst of the good and the bad seasons, Jesus offers us the gift of joy. Paul writes about this when he writes to the Philippians. He writes basically throughout the whole letter about joy. And for the Thessalonians, he keeps it simple. Rejoice always. That could be our mantra when we wake up in the morning. Wake up and say rejoice always. And maybe your day will start just a little bit sweeter. As Christians, we have a responsibility to be a witness. Paul writes these letters and reminds them that they have a responsibility to live out what they believe so that they can be a witness to the teachings and to the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We have that same responsibility. We have the responsibility that we'll have a general attitude of trusting God So that when people see our lives and their responses to things that happen in our lives, we then give testimony to God's presence in them 
and God's working in us and through us. When we accept God's gift and we live in God's will, and when we walk in God's obedience, we can experience joy in all circumstances, even when it doesn't make sense. And for me, this is when the presence of God is so real and so alive that I know that even in the fact that I don't understand how I can experience joy in these moments, I I trust and I know they're from the Lord. Have you ever met anybody that just had that spark? You knew they were going through some challenging times, and you kind of think, God, they're kind of really happy. I kind of know what's going on in their world. And we confuse happiness with that joy that is deep within our hearts that is put there by the Lord. Regardless, they walk around with a joyful spirit. They manage to give you a smile on days when you just need it. And you think, I want to be that person. I want my life to reflect that person's life in this world. I want to be the person that draws people nearer to the Lord because of my witness, because of the way that I walk, because of the way that I respond. And I can't really say that that's always the case. But we get to try every single day, the second, the third, the fourth chances for God's perfect plan. I've met many people in this community of faith who are that, who exude that kind of joy, who offer that kind of hope in passing. These Christ followers are life-giving, and they remind me, and I hope they remind you, to have gratitude in every single day. Each season is determined by time. And time gives us a sense of order, does it not? There is a beginning and an end to winter and spring and summer and fall. Now in Georgia, that can be a little confusing because we move on to spring and then we get the cold snap. But ultimately, spring comes. And ultimately, the season enters into a new one. And this is a gentle reminder that whatever it is that we are going through will not last forever. Now for the person going through struggles, you might say, great, good, this needs to end. But do you say the same thing when you're in a season of celebration? Do you have the same prayer life when life is messy and challenging that you do when life is kind of going all right? We can never take the season of celebration for granted. It's our time to rest, renew, and build up for whatever the Lord has planned. In the verses from our scripture reading today, the things of the world are not evaluated as good or bad. They just are. We find our security and the dependability of the knowledge for everything there is a season. We crave knowing everything is going to be okay, don't we? Well, here's the good news. Everything's going to be okay when we put our trust in God. Does this mean everything will always go the way that we want it to go? No. Does this mean we will never experience sadness or pain or disappointment or unmet dreams and expectations? Absolutely not. But what we can learn from the teacher of Ecclesiastes is that these moments of sadness and struggle are balanced with hope and the goodness of God. 
What season are you in right now? Are you settled and experiencing a season of celebration and joy? Are you in a season of doubt, exploration? Are you struggling with someone that you love and care for in your relationship? God's sovereignty provides us peace in the midst of these circumstances. It gives us comfort regardless of what we're experiencing. And I think it gives us permission to know that two things can exist at the same time, even if it doesn't feel like it. We can have sorrow and we can have joy, coincidingly. When I had my children, I was over the moon excited. Because after marrying Rhett, my dreams of having a family and the two of them coming into this world and making us a family, they were met. They brought me so much happiness. When I was a little girl, from the time that I was, I know, four years old, people would come up and ask you all the time, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, what are you supposed to say? So I, you know, I had my answer down. I wanted to be a mom and a movie star. <laughs> and I would say that every time. And my dad would just stand over there and shake his head at me. Well, I got the mom part. And I'll take it. I'll take it. It's the best role God's ever given me to be a part of. But in these moments, in these joyful mom family moments, there was sometimes when they were born especially this tinge of void because my mom passed away before I met Rhett and before my children were born. And it was in these moments that I learned that I could have this abundant joy like I've never experienced and still be a little sad that she wasn't there. And it's okay. It doesn't have to be one or the other. And Ecclesiastes teaches us this, right? You can have both because God is in it all. We might be inclined to look at this list, this poem, and kind of look at it line by line and try to figure out where are we in this? Are we in a season of sowing or tearing? Are we planting or are we plucking? Where are we? Because we look at Scripture sometimes and we try to identify and find what the Lord is speaking to us and where we kind of fit into it. However, if we look at this from a broader perspective, kind of like from up here, and you look at the whole passage, then I think that what we will see in our human experiences that we share, that God is sovereign and we have the role of obedience. Our role is to be obedient to God's will, and in order to know that role, and in order to know God's will, we need to be connected. We need to be connected to God. We need to be connected to the Word of God. We need to be connected to one another. We need to let other people in our lives come into our world and speak truths to us, challenge maybe things we think and say, so that we can grow and become more the person that God has created us to be. Sometimes I think that we think we kind of have the market on what should happen in our lives. We have the better solution to the challenges that we face. We strive to seek God's will, and we talk about it with one another. But when it comes right down to it, if we're being honest, I think sometimes we want to tell God what we think should happen, and in all of his power and might, we want to watch him do that for us. Because we know best. And for me, it feels like sometimes I'm like this. Right? I'm wrestling with God just a little bit. It's exhausting. And we know this never goes well, so why do we do it? 
why don't we just get out of the way and let God be God and live into that path that He has forged for us? He doesn't want it to be hard. Thinking about this made me think of the song that we teach our children. Right? You put your hands down, you can do the peace like a river. This looks easy. And we do get peace when we allow God to come upon us and give us His peace. And what comes from that? The next thing, right? Joy. Joy is a fountain for a reason. Joy springs from us. And if we will allow the peace to come into us and in our hearts and form and shape and mold everything that we think and say and do, then the joy is going to spring from us because it's got nowhere to go but out. The song continues to have beautiful imagery for me because not only is it very childlike, but we are all children of God. And God doesn't want this just for his children under five. He wants this for everybody. The peace and the joy that we receive and that we offer in his name. What does scripture teach us about being obedient to the will of God? Look that up one day. There's a lot of them. James tells us in chapter 1, verse 22, Be doers of the word, not hearers only. Luke writes in chapter 6, Why do you call me Lord, and do not do what I tell you? John 14, 15, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Obedience is central to the lessons in the Bible. And Isaiah tells us that it is crucial to our faith journey. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. I had to think about that one for a minute. What is the good of the land? What does it mean to you to partake in the good of the land because you are in the will of God? I think it means that we experience God's season of promise. Are you experiencing a season of promise? In my last sermon, I talked about standing on the promises of God, about how God will never leave us nor forsake us, that God loves us infinitely more than anybody could ever, that God celebrates when we celebrate and he mourns when we mourn. And I believe with all my heart in all of these promises. For me, we're always living in a season of promise. Regardless of our season being birth and death and joy and sorrow and disruption and limbo, in these seasons we cling to the truth that we are always living in God's season of promise because God promises to be with us always. It sounds so simple, but do we actually like, subscribe to this and live in this and, and exemplify this in our lives? This is very personal. It's personal between you and God, and it's personal between me and God, but it's also very communal. How we respond to the needs of God's people matters. How we respond to the needs of one another matters. As a community of faith, we are in a transitional season, not just with leadership, but we're still feeling all the feels of COVID, the transitioning back from whatever was and then whatever became, and whatever is now, it's constantly changing and moving. But we are transitioning. Some of our programs are back full steam. Some of them are going great. Some of them are rebuilding. Some of them are not even thought of yet. 
because we've gotten creative and inventive and we're thinking of new ways to disciple and love one another and be in this community in a big, powerful way. On Monday, Thursday, we experienced Holy Communion with real bread and juice. They might get to have it. And this morning, we will do the same. And even more so, you'll have opportunity to come back to the altar and pray after receiving the Lord's Supper. Recently, we also experienced the joy of our Easter extravaganza. Many of you were there. We had over 300 people show, children, adults, grandparents. We were out at Oconee Veteran Park, and we had a blast. It was a beautiful day, and the community and the fellowship kind of with the theme of the whole evening. And, and people met each other. They go to the same worship service, and they met each other in a park, and it was great. And we looked for eggs. We are transitioning into a new season of hope and excitement in this place. Easter Sunday was beautiful. It was amazing. It was spirit-filled. It was a great day. And the people that came through our doors and the children that walked through our hallways, they blessed us. We don't talk about these things so we can say, hey, look, we're doing great. What's going on over there? We talk about it because this is the excitement of what it means to participate in the activity of God. God is the one who has set all this up for us. Being in His will means that we answer that call, that we do the things that we're being asked to do, that we don't do what's harmful, but we do what's good. That is being in the will of God. And discipleship is not seasonal. That is one thing that is not seasonal. Because our call as Christians is to get to participate in God's master plan. So I ask again, are you experiencing a season of transition? Do you wonder what you're supposed to be doing? Do you wonder and if the Lord is calling you to serve and connect in a particular way? Do you need clarity? When we moved to Athens, we visited several churches. I'm sure if you've moved into the town, you did too. And we landed here because our kids said when we picked them up from the first day of Sunday school, can we come back? They're nice. <laughs> I haven't stopped hearing that in 21 years. Y'all are nice, and it's good to be among you. Because of their experience, we began attending. It took us a minute to join because we really wanted to commit. We did not want to come and stand here and take an oath to be here with our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness if we weren't going to be here, if we weren't going to lead, if we weren't going to teach, if we weren't going to give. And so we did. And the way that the Lord has worked in our lives is unexplainable. Being obedient to God's call will bless your life in ways that are unimaginable, that are as surprising to you trust me, standing here, as they are to the people around you. Being connected, that's where, that's where, that's what matters. That's where the transformation happens. A couple years ago, our staff developed a Connect and Grow program. You connect to a smaller group of people, you grow in your faith of understanding how God works in your life, you develop relationships, you meet new people, and then these groups are formed, and all of a sudden, you have a, a bunch of different groups who are discipling one another and being discipled. 
This is a great program if you are looking for a place to connect. There is a place for you here, no matter what season you are experiencing. Maybe you're not trying to connect. Maybe you're just trying to survive. And that's fine. There is a place for you right here in the arms of Jesus. But if you are looking, if you are grieving and you would like to be in a grief share group, if you are parenting and you would like to figure out <laughs> your purpose for parenting, there's one for them. If you're a young adult, there's a group. If you're a single, there's a group. If you're any, honestly, I could go on, there is a list. Wherever you are right now in your life, there is a place for you in this place. Say that three times. There is a place for me in this place, right? There is a place for me in this place. There's a place for me in this place. I told the other service, I feel like I need to click my ruby red slippers three times. But there is. Maybe you already have your place. Maybe you're settled in. Well, there's a place for you to help somebody else get settled in and to feel welcome and to feel comfortable and to feel connected so that they can grow in their relationship with God and with one another. What is God calling you to do? Where is God calling you to be? We are living in God's season of promise. He's been working before we even know it to woo us to Him and to have a deeper relationship with Him. Today we examine the scriptures and we study the lesson of Ecclesiastes. Our learning does not end here. Every day we must continue to be in the scriptures. Every day we must seek God's plan for our day, for our week, for our month, for our life. Live in the season of promise. Like our crazy Georgia weather, it'll ebb and flow. But you will never be disappointed seeking God's will for your life. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, you are a promise keeper, and you give us new life every single day. Keep us mindful of your presence so that we can see you in all things. Keep us nourished by your word so that we have the strength of the Holy Spirit to respond to your call and to live in your will. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. To listen to more sermons, read past devotions, or look up opportunities on how to connect, visit us at AthensFirstUMC.org. Stay in touch with us throughout the week by following us on Instagram or Facebook at AthensFirstUMC.org.